Welcome to the Conscious Educator Playground, where we collaborate with trusted educators from around the world to ignite and empower a passionate community committed to revolutionizing education from the inside out. Join me as we create our lives and our cultures on purpose. This is the Conscious Educator Playground. Let's play. Um, so happy Thursday or Friday if you are somewhere else in the world. Um, I want to formally introduce Miss Alicia Coover, who is the incredible principal at Imagine Northport in Florida. And we've been working together for four years now. I was trying to count. And it's it's been a wild ride, right? From I was thinking about when we very first started working together and where you and your staff are now. And I cannot take credit. I am the coach on the sidelines. You guys are doing such an incredible job. And even during the pandemic, really just kind of locking arms and going, all right, we got this and come hell or high water, right? And it's been a lot of high water and a lot of hell on some days. So today we're talking about how to create a culture of courage and what that looks like. And I thought who better to connect with um, than Alicia and just the way that you kind of embody that word courage. And um, I want to give you just a just a minute to kind of talk about. Um, I just want to take like thirty seconds and talk about your career and and where you're at and what you're most proud of at your school, and then we'll kind of dive in. Awesome, thank you, Sandy. I'm really excited to be here with you today. Um, I I think since the fourth grade knew that I was destined to be a teacher. Um, So I went to school to be a teacher. I became a teacher. I was a teacher for many years and uh, became an instructional coach and an assistant principal. And this is my eighth year as the school leader at Imagine School at Northport. And it's been an exciting ride. And there has not been um, one moment without growth. You know, I think we're constantly um, growing and learning on purpose. That's our motto here at Imagine School at Northport's elementary campus. And, um, you know, really pride ourselves on that growth mindset and, you know, the resiliency that we've had to, you know, be a part of for the last few years. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and truly, it's been such an honor to be um, sitting at the table with you and your leaders and, and your entire community and, and really just watching that growth and being able to be a small part of it. It's been pretty cool. So, and, and Ms. Sheba Rashada, thank you so much for being able to be here. I know that you squeeze it in between. You have desks behind you um, while <laughs> your kiddos are at lunch. Um, welcome, welcome. So let's, um, let's dive in. Let the, like we say, and we've kind of coined it, I I stole it from my Renegade Collective group, but we go deep fast um, because we really just take 25 minutes and dive into the nitty gritty of of what it is to not only create your internal culture on purpose, but all of the external cultures that you uh, live in with intention as well. So um, what is courage? What does that mean? If you guys were to define it, give us, I don't want Webster's definition. I mean, we can we can pull that up if we'd like. If if someone in the in the chat wants to chime in with Webster's definition, feel free. But uh, but what does courage mean? What's it look like? Um. So Sandy, I'm going to chime in here. Um. For me, courage is just basically doing what you feel is right, um, without regarding what other people are going to think. Mm. You know, and yeah, that's just one of my first offhand definitions, and especially. Yeah working in the field of education, 
I've had to do that quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Alicia, what about for you? What's courage? I agree, Shiva. You know, following your intuition oftentimes is just so important. And I think from a leader standpoint, um, I think it's important for us to offer our trust before it is earned and help our, our community members, our staff members, our students um, fail forward, if you will, giving the space to try new things and make mistakes and learn from them. Um, and knowing that it's okay to be courageous and, and follow your intuition. And, and if it doesn't work out, that's okay. We're going to try something else. Yeah. So it shows up in so many different ways, right? And uh, Alicia, you touched on like the, um, the leadership courage and then also like the failing forward courage. And so it, it shows up in different behaviors in different ways that we experience it. And sometimes um, those of you that, that saw the email that I sent out, I, I, added in the little clip from We Bought a Zoo, that the 20 seconds of radical courage, and, and I think he says it differently. But if we think about that, those times when our nervous system, our, our visceral reaction that we're having is sometimes rooted in fear, sometimes rooted in anxiousness, sometimes rooted in excitement, sometimes, whatever it is, it's, it's that what anticipation, right? For we don't know what's on the other side of this cliff. Um, we're either going to fly or we're going to crash <laughs> one way or another. And, um, and yet all it takes is that 20 seconds to like jump to see what's on the other side, whether it's from a leadership position um, or whether it's from, uh, I just want to be innovative or I just want to, you know, have a conscious conversation. So when we, when we connect, sometimes, um, we don't often talk about courage in terms of culture, but let's talk about those cultures that and I'm, I'm guessing that the two of you have lived and experienced cultures where it wasn't okay to be courageous. What was that like? It feels scary and intimidating. Yeah. And and I feel like it, it finds you questioning, questioning yourself often. Right. Say more about that, questioning yourself, yeah. Questioning that intuition, you know, um, looking for validation. Right. Yeah. And when we're seeking that, and what, what often in those cultures that, that courage really isn't present, what, what actually is happening? Um, I find, um, I mean, and like you were saying earlier, Sandy, I mean, there's just a lot of fear present. And um, Alicia, like you were saying, right, courage, kind of knowing, having that intuitive nature. So if you have to fail, at least you're failing forward. Um, but yes, if when you're in a, in a culture where people are scared to be courageous, um, nothing's happening. And we touched on that last week, too. It's very stagnant. There's very little growth. And especially in the fields that we work in, in education, you really do question if you're doing the right thing for the kids that you're supposed to be serving. Right. And when you're questioning your intuition, um, what's the ripple of impact of that? Well, if you're a leader, it's going to have an effect on 
your staff members. If you're a teacher, it's going to have an effect on your students. If you're a student, it's going to have an effect on, on your confidence and your perspective of an experience of what school is like. Um, so it, it has a pretty big ripple, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And Sandy, I just like to add that, you know, as a classroom teacher, um, when I've been in, you know, cultures that weren't very courageous, and I too have given into the fear, I'm human. What I found is in the students, they, um, they become very negative, right? Because they even if you're not saying that these are the things that I can't do or feel like, you know, um, if I do them, I'm going to be in trouble. The kids can just pick up on that, right? Speaking of intuitive beings, they, they can feel it and they get it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so when you're teaching a class of 30 or 40 kids that are being negative and they don't know where to put that negative energy or, you know, it really hinders their creativity, that's the ripple effect I've seen, at least from the teacher standpoint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And so, let's talk about the student piece. A lot of students, and, and this is, this goes beyond socioeconomic status, right? And is, is just, let's talk about students as, as humans. Um, and the current system of education, and, and this is not, this is not a blanket statement because there are amazing programs in pockets that, that are the opposite of this, but, but just talking holistically as the system, it's not currently built for that intuitive, courageous, innovative growth mindedness, right? And so when we do have these educators and these programs that are built for that, it's almost like they're, they're having to bulldoze their way to fight for their right to be innovative, to be courageous. I know my internet's a little bit unstable. Are you guys back with me? Okay, sorry, my, my internet got a little unstable for a second. <clears throat> but when we, when we have these, um, this systemic culture, in education, and this happens globally, right? It's not, it's not, it's unfortunately not just here in the US, um, that, that is built for one size fits all type learning. Everyone in this box and everyone learns this way and everyone in these rows, and, and it's still there, right? We've been complaining about this for decades that it's, it doesn't serve children or the adults in it. <clears throat> but then we think about these, these educators, these conscious educators, these leading educators that both of you are in the bucket of, right? Where we're pushing boundaries and we're, we're breaking the system. I don't want to say breaking rules. We're breaking the system norms that no longer serve us or children. That's courage, right? And yet it's hard, right? When you're on the leading edge of busting through that wall, of what no longer serves children or ourselves and our intuitive guidance is, go is screaming, going, there's a better way and I see it, <laughs> right? How many times have you guys had that um, in your career as educators when you're driving home and you're going, why can't they see it, <laughs> right? You've been there, right? And 
what's that like to be on this leading edge of being a conscious educator, leading with courage? What's that like for you right now in the face of everything that we're dealing with? You know, the first word that came to mind for me was excited. Um, I, it, the work is hard. You know, there's no doubt about that. This is not easy, but it's very fulfilling for me. Um, you know, and I am fortunate to, I'm at a charter school and I'm fortunate to have more autonomy than most, I would say in the system of education. And we really have the opportunity to empower our staff members and our teachers to really be part of the major change and um, focus on school culture and what is great for kids. Um, so I, it, the work is hard and, and exhausting sometimes, but it also makes me feel excited that within the four walls of this building, you know, we really are making some sustainable change. Yeah, that is for so sure. awesome. It sounds like a, a great place, your school. That is incredible. Um, so Sandy, I will say for me, and because I've, you know, my 12-year career has been in public schools. And um, so I will also agree that it is very exciting. And one of my mentors who taught for 51 years, she said that we are the curators of our own classroom culture. And she said, when you close your door, that's you, that's your world, right? It's you and it's your students. So for me, um, I'm able to enact, you know, courage daily by making choices. I mean, obviously I'm not gonna harm or hurt the children. They do have parents, right? <laughs> I don't wanna get in trouble or anything, but it's just, if I, <laughs> Right. But if, if I'm going through an activity that works second period, that I know is not going to work third period, I'm going to pivot and we're going to change it up so that it meets the needs of the kids that are right in front of me. And when you do that every day and when you see that your kids are engaged, right, and they're, they're propelled and they're ready to change the world, you know, that's revolutionary and, and being a conscious educator in itself. Even though we're in this system, we can work within the system in our small ways, right? And even mm -hmm. though it doesn't seem small, it's in a big way. And I like what you said, you know, breaking the rules. You know what, here's the thing. Rules are rules, but we never hold rules above people, especially not in this field. There's too many variables to do that, right? One situation, yeah is not going to be another student situation. So I will agree with Alicia, it's exciting. And it's, and it's just, um, it's fun to see the kids grow. I yeah. love that human first perspective, Sheba. I am on the same page with you. Yeah. It's so powerful. When, when we think about these courageous cultures and we think about like being on the leading edge of revolutionizing education because that's what we're doing right now. It's what's happening. And the number of us that are consciously changing it from the inside out are growing. We're not, we're not waiting to be saved by some government mandate 
to fix education because they're not taking courageous steps. They, and, and this is not to say that they're not trying because they are. I 100% I believe that every human, it, any role in the entire system of education is not a bad person and they're doing the best that they can with where they're at and what they see in their lens on the world. And I also wholeheartedly believe that how we are going to revolutionize education is at the educator level. It's actually taking our power back and getting excited about what is within our control. And so I want to hear from you guys, and you started touching on it. I want to, I want to hear a little bit more, um, Alicia, if you want to talk about the things that you guys have been able to do, and again, charter school or, or not, right? And, and that does give you some extra freedoms. Um, and I've seen it happen in public schools as well. So I want to make sure that we don't get caught up in the, the ways that we feel handcuffed, because even when we do, there's always another way. So, so when you, I just want everyone to kind of that lens of like, yes, and yes, this is an obstacle. It's true. And what are we going to do? How are we going to own our power versus feeling on our heels about it? Because if we're on our heels with everything that comes at us, we're powerless. And now, now someone else is in charge of our lives and the lives of our students. And that's not why we all got into education. So, so Alicia, to my question again, it's like, what, what are those things that you guys have been able to do and take radical courage and go, nope, this is what we're doing. What have those things been? Well, I want to, um, I want to hone in on one thing you said about control. I think it is super important for us to focus on what is within our control and really focus our energy there. And we have helped our staff members on this journey realizing what can you control, what is outside of, of your control, and what can we do within our control, you know? And um, that has just, just having that conversation regularly has really helped, um, it's really helped our culture and, and to steer us in the direction that we want to head. And, and I think from a leader's chair, it's really important to validate people, their feelings, and where they are and help guide those conversations. Um, because sometimes they just don't know what they don't know. And so really validating and recognizing um, you know, that we need to accept people for exactly how they're showing up and, and helping them in that moment um, to really focus in on what it, what is in your control and what can we do and how can we move in that direction? Yeah, that's been huge to, to see in your culture is <clears throat> because it becomes empowering. When you, when you allow people to navigate and, and show them that you trust them as a leader, it, again, it's like, and, and I trust you, you got this, it's, it's gonna be good. And to give them the space to, to fail, to bump up against walls that, you know, maybe it's not a complete failure, maybe it's an uncomfortableness of, I don't know, and you're like, you do, you do know, like, like I trust you, make the decision, it's okay. To create those safe containers 
back to how to create a culture of safety is it takes courage as a leader to, to be willing to allow those around you the safe space to make mistakes and be okay and to recognize that that's within their control. So then they can begin trusting themselves. But if we're not in that environment where anyone's trusting themselves, we all end up feeding off of that, that blame mentality, right? It's someone else's fault or it's out of my control or it's, you know, the way the wind blew or it's the way, and yes, sometimes when the wind is crazy, students get crazy, yes. <laughs> and if you know it's coming, dance with it, right? And Shubi, you and I have talked a lot about um, your world as an educator and how you, and you started to allude to it, how you dance with courage, um, not only in the different districts and what that looks like, because you've recently been in two different districts. So you've got a really clear picture of what it's like in two environments on two opposite sides of the country um, and, and what courage looks like and doesn't look like, and then how you navigate it as a conscious educator to still be true to yourself, right? And do what you know is best for you and your kiddos. Yeah. So can you describe that a little bit, the, the difference between the districts and how you've done that? Um, so it's just, um, so in, in my former district, you know, things I think were a lot more formulaic, right? Um, you had your evaluation, you had these points that you had to meet, and that was that. But they were able to assist educators in the classroom with more of the things that they needed. So you didn't spend as much time, you know, hunting down supplies, et cetera, spending money out of your own pocket. Now, in the district that I'm in now, I mean, the free thinking and the way that they support students. So, if, you know, and I work at the high school level. So if students are, you know, working on um, um, a school walkout, to support teachers, right? Who aren't getting sick leave for, you know, getting, getting COVID or something like that. The administration and the teachers will support that, you know? Now, we may not get as much help with the classroom resources, but I think with this different culture and, and thank you for saying that, Sandy, me still being me, what I'm going to do is take what I have because this is what educators do, right? We take what we have and we build from there. And so knowing that my students were really brought up in a system that encouraged their voices, that's what I did in my classroom. I intentionally and every single day pushed the students to use their voices and to think in different ways, even if it's different, right? Let's explore that so that when they leave my class, when they leave high school and they step into, you know, whatever college or whatever workforce of choice, whatever that's going to be, they're going to be able to articulate themselves in a manner that still recognizes the humanity in others respectfully. And it's, it's been a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. So I want to, um, I want to wrap up today with what is that nugget that you want people to carry forward with them today in terms of how to navigate that visceral sensation 
to either take that micro step to have that conversation when it feels really big. If you were to give anyone who's listening or watching the recording, just a, a nugget of how you've navigated through that, um, staying true to your authentic self, leading from your position of strength, inspiring and influencing those around you to be courageous, really knowing the power of being courageous. What are the, what's that nugget of wisdom that you want to share forward that has gotten you over the hump of, ah, oh no, <laughs> I'm doing this thing. What is that nugget you want to share? Whoever wants to go first. I can go first if you don't mind, Alicia. Um, so if I can give anyone a nugget, it's just, um, if it's something that you feel and you know that it's right, love yourself, love the craft that you're in enough to do it. Because really we're never alone and we are flying with a net. Like I tell my students, you are flying, but there is a net. So even if it doesn't work out, the beautiful thing is when you get a new day, there's always an opportunity to work towards, you know, just you getting better and then maybe pivoting and doing something different. So that's what I have. I love it. I love it too. Love it. Uh, I, go for it. I think it's really important, you know, that we all take time to remember our why in the, in the hard times um, and, and to keep that in the forefront and to not, you know, to dig for that when we are searching for courage. And I'm going to share some words of yours, Sandy, that have stayed with me, um, is that just on the edge of, on the other side of fear is joy. And, um, you know, we've talked a lot about that and it, it stays with me. And so knowing your why and knowing that um, if, you're, if you're uncomfortable, it, you're usually growing. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, so many valuable nuggets of wisdom. Um, as you are watching this either on Facebook Live in our Conscious Educator Playground group, or if you are here with us on Zoom, type in the chat and let us know what nugget you're carrying forward today. Uh, and if you have not watched the clip um, on, from We Bought a Zoo, you can either YouTube um, search it. It's just like a, a little less than a minute clip to really understand the power of just take sometimes just 10 seconds. Sometimes it's not 20, even 20 seconds, 10 seconds of radical courage to go, I got this, I'm doing this. And this is how we evolve and being on this leading edge of consciousness to revolutionize education, you're not alone. And we do have a net because we're in it together. We are each other's lifeline. And it's not easy right now. We are on the forefront of busting through the walls of revolutionizing the system of education and we're all doing it together. So let's remember we're in it together. We're not alone. This is our place to come hang out and have these conscious conversations once a week, every Thursday, 9 a.m. Pacific time and just a 25 minute deep dive. So anyone that wants to join or listen later, you can sign up. I have a web website landing page coming where you'll have access to do all things in one place. Um, so that's coming next week. And you'll have access to all the recordings. You'll have access to register for future dates. Um, and we will 
be streaming them in our Conscious Educator Facebook group as well. So thank you all for joining us. Alicia, thank you so much for being here. Shiva, thank you as always for being here. Shiva, unfortunately, won't be with us next week, but I have another special guest coming. I'll tell you more about that um, in our email thread. So if you have not signed up for our emails, definitely check educatordynamics.com and sign up to receive our emails. Um, and you'll get emails from me every week with the topic that we're going to cover. So um, wishing you all a beautiful rest of your week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and feel free to chime in the chat and we'll be chatting throughout the day uh, and love to hear from you guys what you are doing to take that 10 seconds of radical courage. Wishing you all a beautiful day. Love you all. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining the Conscious Educator Playground. Subscribe to this podcast and join our Conscious Educator Playground Facebook group. You can find me at Sandra Marie Herrera across all socials. I look forward to seeing you on the playground again soon. Cheers to another week living your life on purpose.